A very good morning. It is Money Talk, and let's welcome our guests uh, to the show. NGF on file, Capital uh, Preservation Specialist at Financial Shield, and Richard Harris, the CEO of Port Shelter Investment Management. Uh, good morning, guys. Good morning. Hi, James. Uh, nice to have you both on. Uh, Richard, what do you make of uh, uh, Sam Altman coming back as CEO uh, of OpenAI? Bit of a surprise or not? Well, I think... What it's done is actually improved the whole situation around uh, OpenAI immensely. I mean, Microsoft had all the money in there and no board seats. They will almost certainly have much, much greater influence. And, of course, Altman will, uh, will owe them a lot. Uh, and there's also one of the most powerful boards probably in Silicon Valley with Larry Summers, who's never shy of an opinion, uh, and Brett Taylor, who has a stunning uh, career in tech in Silicon Valley. So all in all, it's probably improved the company immensely. Yeah, Brett Taylor, ex-Twitter, I guess, and uh, Larry Summers. India, uh, what do you make of uh, Larry Summers coming, coming in? Well, it's, it's a great move for the board because they obviously want somebody who's very articulate, very bright, and he just adds a lot of clout to the board. So I think that that helps. Not that they necessarily need a lot more clout because, as, as Richard was saying, it's a pretty sort of sparkling board anyway, but it, it doesn't hurt. I mean, all of this, a bit of a surprise, perhaps, Richard, that, uh, you know, this kind of thing is so public. I uh, No, I think uh, Altman was a public figure already because he'd been appearing in front of con Congress. AI is the darling of the moment. You know, people are talking about it. There's going to be the next big thing. Um, I'm not so sure. Uh, I think it's very important, and it's, but it is a further development. We're talking about an incremental development. But uh, Altman has been probably the leading figure in this, so any kind of soap opera associated with him is always going to make news. Well, I guess let's see what, what happens. But uh, Open Eye, Richard, got a, a good future, do you think? I think so. But I think there are a lot of competitors around as well. So they're going to have a race to really see who's going to get their nose ahead. You know, most of the big tech companies have uh, AI businesses. And don't forget that China, of course, is very advanced in this area as well. So it's going to be an area, I think, where we're going to see an immense amount of development maybe over the next two or three years. Uh, and maybe some of the AI output will actually be right for once. Now, a lot of noise, obviously, around AI at the moment, but things relatively calm, uh, would you say, NZO at the moment, um, you know, in a waiting period again to see what the Fed de does next? I think it's an overtalked story, to be honest with you. I think the real action, uh, I think that the Fed will keep its rates high for quite a while because I think that the structural inflation on the supply side, brackets open, El Nino keeping food prices high, Wars keeping metal prices high, people not wanting to work, keeping labor markets, quote unquote, tight, unquote, brackets closed. All of that means that the, that the, the current Fed funds rate of 5.25, I think, is going to stick for quite some time. I think the real action is actually going to be on the bond yields because something that is perhaps not discussed as much is that the, is that the, because we're all getting such huge amounts of debt worldwide, who's going to have to issue more debt? Well, of course, the U.S. Treasury. Well, if you increase the supply, down goes the price and up goes the yield. That's about as old as economics gets. So I think that you're going to find a much higher bond yield coming through once these, once the Treasury and corporates issue more and more debt going into that slowdown. Yes, a slowdown. Is that going to be the pattern, uh, would you say, India, for the next uh, six or 12 months, do you think? I, I think more, more 12 than six and more, than, more 18 than 12. 
Richard? Yeah, yeah I, I, I'd agree. I think the thing is with interest rates at the moment, they're much more where they should be. You know, when interest yes. rates are zero or one percent, that's just crazy. People can borrow for nothing. They can invest in zombie businesses that get crushed when rates go up. If the Fed can hold it now, and I think they've been lucky rather than good, if they can hold rates at this sort of level now and the economies don't collapse, then interest rates are back to probably where they should be. You so know, this, this is, is the new, new normal, normal, is it? Yes. The, yeah. Yes. I mean, the old normal is really the new normal. In fact, it wasn't normal at all to have interest rates at zero or one percent. Um, so, yes, I think interest rates will stay at this sort of level. I don't think the Fed will want to uh, move them down at all. Um, I must squeeze my mother-in-law in here. She always said that when rates are low, the wrong people get rich. Well, we've seen that, and you're going to find a lot of chickens coming home to roost now. I think the question is, who, who are the wrong people? Uh, but uh, new normal or not, let's uh, let's see what yes. happens. What happens there? Uh, you know, pre political pressures, Richard, in the U.S. Um, being what they are at the moment. Do you do you see a good outlook for the next year or so? <laughs> well, that's going. Uh, you know, a week is a long time in politics. So mm. a year is going to be uh, uh, almost infinite. No, I don't think. Uh, I think the U.S. will election will dominate a lot of next year, but probably not till about May June. Uh, and I think the old mantra, sell in May, go and go away in 2024, is probably going to be right next year. Uh, but I can certainly see for the first quarter, maybe half of the second quarter, the market's carrying on as they are now. You know, if we do see uh, economies do OK, if we do see earnings continue to come in, if there's no sign of an impending recession, mm. uh, I think the markets will continue to bubble along at these sort of levels. And you? I, I guess where I'm baffled is just... When will the higher interest rates really start biting? Maybe we have to, all, as economists, all throw away our textbooks and say high interest rates don't matter. I'm not going to buy that, but um, I call AI absolutely incompetent. And what I mean by that <laughs> is that people have stopped thinking with this nonsense going on. With it's all hype, you say, you mean? It's all hype. Mm. So, no, not in the medical world. I think there's a lot of good happening, as Richard was saying before, in a different context. But I'm afraid that... The this um, incessant sort of um, chatter and, and social media and the, let the machine do the thinking. It's a bit like, like the old yellow page, uh, let your fingers do the walking. Well, uh, there was a report that Cliff Richard was uh, uh, mistook AI for artificial insemination. So, um, you, you know, these things are easily made and it just shows the hype around the whole thing. Uh, turning to the UK, Richard, um, Jeremy Hunt, the UK Finance Minister, Chancellor of the Exchequer, delivered his uh, autumn budget statement announcing a national insurance uh, uh, cuts, amongst uh, other things, a freeze on alcohol duty and, and so on. Um, what, what's the impact in, in Europe at the moment and uh, in, in the UK of, of interest rates? Well, I... I think the UK is always quite sensitive to interest rates. It's quite a high um, property-owning sector. And a lot of the fixed-rate mortgages are going to come off. So people are going to be first paying off as much as they can. Uh, and secondly, they're going to have some quite high bills. But I think what we forget is there's a big proportion of the population, maybe as much as a third, who own their house, who are on final salary pension schemes, who uh, have a lot of money coming in. They can buy a new car every two or three years and um, they retired maybe at 55 or 60. So there's a, actually a big chunk of the population now in the Western world who are pretty comfortable, don't have to worry about interest rates. Um, uh, the main thing is they have to worry about going to the doctor. But I guess um, Jeremy Hunt, uh, along with uh, Richie Sunak, are under some political pressure, an election not too far off. So I guess they're trying to do things ahead of that. Yes. 
it, it's very common, of course, in the electoral cycle to reduce taxes in the last year of, um, you know, the electoral cycle. Um, and I think everybody sees through that. The, the one thing I always wonder is how much impact these taxes have, you know, because if we do see interest rates going up, uh, people are going to be paying a little bit less on what they call national insurance, their welfare contribution, uh, but they're going to be paying a little bit more on everything else. So, you know, it's nice to say we're lowering taxes, but the real impact is going to be in people's pockets and what they think at the end of the day. Uh, turning closer to home, uh, to the mainland, China government advisors calling for uh, a steady growth target in uh, mm. 2024 and uh, more stimulus. NZO, uh, you know, are you seeing um, any any green shoots out there? Well, I'm seeing a lot of fog because this whole people getting so hung up about this 5% target. I mean, as, a, as an economist who's done some accounting like Richard has also, you can fiddle these numbers as you wish and get your 5%, if not 6 or 8%, if you wish. I think the real name of the game is that until the government wants to embrace the private sector to create 80% of all employment... Until that happens, the, the Chinese economy is going to go nowhere in a hurry. And that's my concern for China, is precisely that the private sector is being so thwarted, the foreigner being made so unwelcome, that why should they go to China? Why should they create jobs? Why should they create demand-driven jobs? It's fine saying we want you to have more people, but like I was smiling Hong Kong or whatever ridiculous name we, we gave it here. Um, but, but as long as jobs are supply-driven, not demand-driven, you will find the place going nowhere. And I'm, that's my concern. Um, having said all that, I think on a long-term trajectory, there will be a 5% real growth rate because you're going to find more and more foreign direct investment coming in, whether the, whether companies want to or not, because they have to take care of that urbanizing 1.4 billion population that wants to go into cities and get electronic heaters and coolers and, I don't know, all, all sorts of dreadful AI stuff. So, And um, McDonald's, McDonald's obviously has some faith. It's buying back uh, 20% of its, uh, its China operations from uh, Carlisle. Well, they went high-tech, didn't they? They went to sort of go and chew a burger and, and feel better, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely. Uh, I mean, in turning to Japan, you know, yes. do, where do you see Japan going, NZO, at the moment? Um, I think it's going up. I, th I think the submarine is beginning to, we'll soon see some water um, come back and some air, um, really because of a mindset change. There's a big software change going on in Japan. I'm not talking about some nerdy programmer sitting in the back room writing code, but I'm talking about the corporate change in the mindset, first of all, Corporates saying that they actually can raise prices without losing customers. That's a new one for Japan. Before it was always, oh my gosh, if I in increase prices, then I will lose customers. Now they're saying actually we can raise prices. And some prices for nearly 90% of all items monitored by the Bank of Japan actually are being increased. The second thing that's going on is the planned capital investments in China are now at in Japan are at an all-time high highest level since 1983 the planned capital investments and finally I would also say that the um, investments in startups have risen tenfold since 19 since 2013 that's because youngsters right. are saying I don't really want lifetime employment and the cushy pension of two yen a month I actually want to go out and see what I can do myself so it's a mindset change. It's a great software change, and that makes me very optimistic on the economic time in Japan. Uh, Richard, is that something you concur with? 
yes, I think, but I think that the pace of development is going to still be slow. Yes, you know, well, the Japanese yes, well, move Japanese, very yes. slowly. And I think there's an issue mm. in Japan, just as there is in China, is that the governments are trying to move things along slowly and steadily. What we've seen in the West is occasionally they come up with a big bazooka, put a lot of money into the market, really kickstart the economy to try and stimulate it. The only issue then is that it needs to stimulate because sooner or later you have to claw that money back. Well, we'll watch with interest. Uh, Richard Harris, the uh, CEO of Port Shelter Investment Management and NGO on File Capital Preservation Specialist at Financial Shield, our guests on Money Talk uh, this morning.